Yeah, I do see the future. And sometimes I already live it because sometimes I do not even realize that I'm still living in the past. <laughs> I like drama because it's a clear picture. It's really expressive. It's really there. I very much like that. This is The Spark, a podcast about the mind at work. Welcome to The Spark. I'm Jonathan Gruber. What do theatre, science and art have in common? Today, Corinne Pompa paints us a picture. What's fascinating about Corinne is that she doesn't question if people are connected or how one discipline affects another. Instead, she wonders how anyone could think of them in isolation. Her ingenuity transcends the disciplines she works in, so that she can follow her vision wherever it wanders. Today, Corinne walks us through her process, and it starts in her studio. My name is Corinne Pompe, and I'm global lead Trend Lab and Material Innovation at Philips Design Health Tech. We are heading now to my atelier, where I, if I have the time, I try to paint. This is not mine. This is just our neighbors. I have no clue what they do because I'm here in the weekends and others are here during the week. So this is my place. I share it with a friend. And uh, this is where I try to... Yeah, it's rather big. Furthermore, it's filled up with uh, some drawers for paint and, uh, you know, uh, yeah, trolleys. trolleys. Easels. Yeah. So this is uh, where I try to be as abstract as I can. Sometimes you don't have words, but you have paint, you have the material to express yourself. I like to play with colors and it's just empty your head and just do. You're looking for certain composition for different layers and uh, to catch the, the depth and to catch the, the contrast. And that's a good exercise. And it's nice to do. I do that uh, my entire life, as long as I have been uh, breathing, probably. <laughs> Corinne says two fears keep people from trusting themselves. The first is the fear of nothing, of striking out and facing silence. The second is the fear of doing, of making a mistake. Overcoming these fears takes something unique. You want to know how I start with a, a white piece of canvas? That's not so easy, right? So what I uh, usually do is to uh, paint it all white or in whatever color, because you can always continue with an extra layer. You can always take the color away. So you don't have to be frightened for the white canvas, actually. You can compare that with normal life. You don't have to be frightened to take the next step because usually beautiful things start to grow out of that. If you move, something happens. If you stand still, nothing happens. Koppig is my atelier. That's called koppig. You know what koppig means. It's stubborn. It's uh, headstrong. Yeah, Corinne's childhood explains a lot about her. 
Her parents trained her in creative problem-solving in a variety of disciplines from a very young age. This is why Corinne views challenges from so many angles. Even the family dinner table was full of learning opportunities. I grew up in the Netherlands, of course, in the middle of uh, Holland. Both my parents were engineer, but my mom was also uh, very much into art. She studied chemistry before war. My father studied uh, civil engineering in, uh, in Delft, both from Delft. So uh, my father invented things, you know. He was into patents and etc. He shared his ideas uh, during dinner with us and then he triggered us to find a solution on a, an issue that he was working with. And then after dinner my mom trained us in the questions on uh, the social life. So you mean like issues of things that are happening? Issues that are happening, politic issues or issues like the school system was uh, going to be turned around and social discussion about abortion. So then she was asking us, so what do you think about this? Okay, and now there's another situation. You just bought a new house, so what would that influence the answer that you just gave? Or now you don't have any money, so what would that influence the issue? So she was always uh, trying to teach us to look from different angles, from different perspectives. So that actually that is a way to train your children to be very creative and to train their brain cells to vibrate. <laughs> yeah. Actually, we are a family of architects. The grandfather of my grandfather was Pierre Kuipers. That is the architect that did the Central Station in Amsterdam or the Rijksmuseum. He was the king's uh, architect, right? Pierre Kuipers was the master builder at that time. We were educated and raised in a very open way. Everybody is unique, everybody can be who they are. Develop your talents was the main objective in our family. And share. <laughs> share. My uncle was working for Philips and he was living in Mirlo. And as a child, I went up and down during the holidays. And it was a very social company that also took care not only for the people working at Philips, but also for the children. So there was a, a way that they could study. So they really helped the whole family to raise the bar, so to speak, right? There was a lot of creativity and now we are moving towards this attention from product to human focus. And again, a lot of new technologies and digital uh, potentials and so everything goes faster and faster. There's so much happening in this field of health tech. For me, who loves to work with innovation, who has innovation in my middle name, it's the place to work, actually, really, because that is our future. And that matters. Yeah, and, and also um, as an industrial designer, it's an extremely interesting field to work within. I feel privileged. Corinne's close-knit family led naturally into her employment. Her employer's respectful treatment of family really resonated with her. Corinne says that potential innovations spring naturally from the elements already in place. Respect for the past and a clear vision of the future allows her to create a bridge for innovation. 
colors, materials, finishes. That is a part of the job my team is uh, working with. It's important that it supports the product, the portfolio, in such a way that it enhances the functionality and, and the joy to use the product or to ease the use of the product. Color materials is, a, is an essential part of that. Now, yeah, for instance, uh, shaver, it's used in a wet context. You need a grip, so the material that you use and the pattern that you use in the shape is extremely important to give it grip. You might think about finishes for products in the health tech environment that are antibacterial or self-cleaning or self-healing. And that is what we do, actually. So we see that the materials and the colors and the finishes enhances the functionality, touching upon all senses. And that is actually what we do with the Trend Lab, to scan those movements and what would be the influence and what would be the, uh, the take for Philips. What should we take on board? What should we work with? And how should we translate that later in uh, material innovation? What do we need to develop to realize that vision? You see the future. Yeah, I do see the future. And sometimes I already live it because sometimes I do not even realize that I'm still living in the past. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know what that means. You don't understand no. what I mean. Well, if you are living in the future, actually now this is the past, right? So sometimes I forget that I'm living in the past, that I'm not there yet. But we, we have to live ahead to understand the next need of the people. What the customer experiences, that is the only thing that matters. What is important that it is not only about art, because industrial design is not about art. It is bringing the dots together and focus on the person. And it is about knowing your technologies and it is about knowing the customer with the given need you try to uh, make the best solution and therefore you have knowledge of the technologies or you try to find a new technology. But it's very much about technology, understanding the customer. But it is also about economics. You cannot just uh, build yeah. a golden uh, MRI scan, right? That, that, that does yeah. not make sense. The, the golden MRI scan. <laughs> yeah, and it, uh, it does not make sense. And it is also about sustainability because we also want to make the future users of this earth to be able to use the so it's sustainability is important to find out what the real underlying question is that is actually the secret they might ask for a car uh, while they actually need a bike if you want to have the best complete product finally that fits the best to the the customer then you have to look from different perspectives. You have to be able to identify yourself with the customer in order to know how you can touch upon his senses or her senses. So it's important that you get all the influences and that you can ask from all the different cultures, what do you think? So it's nice to work together with different nationalities, with different type of people, with different insights. Yeah.
Collaboration is the most important thing to get breakthrough innovation or überhaupt a product on the shelves. I think I'm good at connecting the dots, bringing uh, different people together to speak with each other, to network. I'm good to inspire, but it is important to get a good group together. And that is not that easy to get the right colors in your basket, right? So that they feel that it is a natural flow, that there's all the competences in-house and that is important. Living in the future opens a window of imagination that we can peer through. Corinne indulges in all forms of stories, art, culture, and people. If it inspires her, it's all good. I like drama because it's a clear picture. It's really expressive. It's really there. I very much like that. That does not mean that I also make dramatical pieces because if you're a designer, you don't project yourself onto the product. That's something different, right? I nurture my spark by being open to every signal I can receive and that triggers me to reframe, relook. It's in my system. It's about being in connection with people. It's about cooperation. It is about uh, living your life. It's about painting for me. I sense what's going on in the world and try to translate that. It's hard to describe how you nurture your creativity because it's, it's me. It is who I am. I will always try to make it work or to find a way to realize my objectives. If you are in the field of innovation, it's not just given. It's not a path that has been traveled already. It's a new path. So yeah, you have to open up all your knowledge and all your creativity to make it work. I'm uh, rather impatient. I have to do a lot in my life. I want to uh, realize a lot of things, so uh, I uh, better make things that matter. So I better add my knowledge or my energy or my uh, time to things that matter. Otherwise, I think it's a waste of time. Then I better paint. <laughs> yeah. Corinne's creativity comes from seeing connections that can spark a burst of expression. She's able to respect every medium, seeing them each as metaphors for each other. In this interconnected world that she lives in, the only thing missing is a grievance. Recently I find out a connection with how a piece of music is built up and how you build up a painting. Suddenly I saw, ah, I see when I listen to music, it has a flow through time, right? It is also build it up in layers as I build up my paintings. Then you can start to uh, listen to all pieces of different artists again, because then you listen to it in a completely different way if you see those layers and those structures and the colors, and it's in music as well. Are you somebody whose dreams have all come true? Most of them, yeah. I'm extremely happy person and I call myself a Sunday uh, issue <laughs> because uh, I have a lot of luck in my life I, I feel blessed 
yeah, I'm grateful. But I also think that that comes with the years that you are uh, getting insight in how good we are living here. And if you are looking around what's happening in the rest of the world, then, then we should be grateful, right? But uh, yeah, I have nothing to complain. No complaints, no. The Spark. Corinne has it, and believe it or not, you have it too. We hope you've enjoyed this journey through inspiration itself, as told by the people at Philips. We'll be back with more of The Spark later in the year, but for now, see if you are inspired at careers.philips.com. Tell your friends about The Spark, subscribe, and write us a review. Thank you for listening. I'm Jonathan Gruber. You've been listening to The Spark, a podcast produced by the Philips recruitment team, available on iTunes or wherever you get your podcast. And um, so, should I talk or should I not talk? Innovation and you. Philips.